This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go, business storytellers. Hey, how's everyone doing? We're going to talk about technical SEO today. This is an interesting topic to me as a content creator because sometimes we can blame our failures on technical SEO. I know that was kind of the negative Nelly in me right there because we shouldn't blame anything on anything. What we should do is we should use what we know and update things. But creating good content is not always the only way to rank rank for anything. Now, sure, certainly it will help you. Certainly it's what's needed. But if your website sucks, if your website is horrible, if uh, things aren't set up correctly, it's a problem. And you know what? All you WordPress haters out there, don't at me. I love WordPress. And here's the reason why. Because WordPress is 80% of the way there when it comes to technical SEO. If you bend it one way or the other, swim at your own risk. That's really what it comes down to. But we want to talk today about that topic with Stephanie Long. She's the founder of Stephanie Marie Marketing, and she's joining us right here. We'll bring her out of the green room. Stephanie, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you making the time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is one of my favorite topics. I love SEO. I've been doing SEO for over 10 years, so I'm excited to talk about it. Excited, me too. Always excited to, to learn new things and get new perspectives. Now, yeah. it's true though, right? WordPress, for example, I mean, you don't have to do anything and you're almost already winning the battle, right? Because it's not yeah. screwed up. I'm not a WordPress hater. My website is built on WordPress. So <laughs> I'm, I am I love it. I think it's great. And it has the Yoast SEO plugin, the free one. And then you can pay for the advanced version. So it pretty much already helps you. It's like a plug and play thing for you. So from there, you just need to get an expert to make sure you have that little green icon next to your SEO. Absolutely. And I'm going to pull up the SEO plugin here while we're talking. So what are the biggest issues that you see when it comes to technical SEO? I know I kind of picked on the people that don't like WordPress and that, you know, bend it one way or another, or they create some crazy CMS or whatever it might be. Uh, But what are some issues that you're seeing? Yeah. And I mean, SEO can be done on any platform just to, you know, reiterate, but if it is built on some crazy CMS, like you say, it's a lot harder for the expert to go in and implement. Usually what I do is I just give my document to the marketing director, the CEO, and then they have usually somebody on their tech team implement it. So that's where the issue comes for me that I can't go in and do the implementation. Um, So I have those clients that just want to do it themselves and I give them the document. And then I also have ones that want me to do my recommendations. So I start with an SEO audit with all my clients. It depends on how big how small, but also how many issues they have, how big my SEO audit is. I have it from eight pages to 22 pages I have sent to clients. So it really just depends. Um, I use Screaming Frog for a lot 
to see how things load like images that's a big one if your website is loading slow one of the biggest things you can go check is on screaming frog is your image load time because your image load time is one of the things that google is going to knock you for if it takes too long to load so anything over like two seconds is not good at all um and how i find out how it's running too is i Screaming Frog is a paid service, but you can always use Google Lightspeed tool, and that will tell you where you're at on loading speeds. And again, a lot of the issues I am finding when I'm doing these audits is it has to do with the image load time. Um, so I, when I go through my document, I do high issues, medium issues, and low issues. So I always want myself, or if the client wants to implement, start with the high issues first, obviously. Um, I also then I use Moz for a lot of this as well. Moz will tell me pretty much 90% of the technical issues. But like I said, I like Screaming Frog for things it doesn't catch, like load speeds. So regarding Moz, um, 404 errors, 504 errors, those are awful. Those all affect you because if somebody searches for a keyword and that page comes up as a 404 or 504, um, five error, then Google automatically is going to derank your page because it's showing, it's not giving the clients what they, or the customers what they want when they search. So that is one of the biggest issues on top of your load speed times is to make sure to fix your web pages if they're broken. So make sure you go through every single page of your website. That is extremely important. Another thing that is really bad for is any duplicate content. Google does not like duplicate content, and it's also not going to help you rank. You want every page to have different content so that you can rank for different keywords. It makes no sense to have two pages of the same content. And also, Google's going to get confused, like, which page do I serve up to the customers? So, and then also, let's say you have two pages of the same content, and then they serve up one page, but you have this other page, so it's going to skew your rankings, like in Moz. Maybe that same page gets 500 views a month, and the other page gets 40 views a month. Well, that's pointless. You'll want to combine the pages, or one of the pages needs to be rewritten for different content. So you always need good content. You also need to make sure that you have a really good keyword. So any keyword from two to four is great. Five is too many. And Yoast will tell you this. I call two keywords together um, a seed keyword. So for instance, I'm just going to go really simple. Google search. That's two keywords together. That forms content around that because I write a lot of articles around seed keywords because let's say you are a company that works with Google. That's why I'm using that example. And you do Google search then you will want to use those two keywords to form the rest of your content for that page. So then anything over two, so three to four, are long tail keywords. And those are more low hanging fruit that people are not necessarily searching for. But when you start typing, let's say Google search in the Google search um, results bar, 
it'll start coming up. Like it'll show you what Google thinks you want, might want based off your search history or what you're starting to type. And so your site can potentially come down in those search results. As you can see, when you start typing something, there's gray. It looks like a little gray keywords. Google wants to suggest what they think you want. So that's why long tail keywords are great. I don't notice a lot of people doing just two keyword searches. And that's also going to be so hard to rank for. Like I did SEO for GMC websites. And a lot of my customers wanted to do GMC Buicks. Mm -hmm. um, so that never, how are you going to ever compete with Buick itself? GMC right. Buick, you'll never compete. So that's an issue. So you want to do like, you want to have a longer tail keyword, write the year, write the area, like local SEO. Are yeah. you a Seattle-based dealership? So local SEO is really important too for those long tail keywords. Um, yeah. And then are you showing um, about search here? How someone- So I was going to show it? you quickly, very, very valid points. So um, a lot of times what I do, for example, so we're talking about technical SEO today. And so I use Ubersuggest, which I use as also as a, um, a Chrome plugin. So it immediately shows me everything in here. I don't know yep. why it's kind of crunched together, but you can see technical SEO right here, 9,900 monthly searches, which I personally find it's probably too high. It's not my sweet too spot. Mm -hmm. And then over here, it gives me um, other data, um, you know, other things I could write about technical SEO audits, you know, technical SEO checklist. What is technical SEO? Yep. I probably would go after that one, honestly. Um, 390, you know, anywhere from like 100 to 500, I would consider my sweet spot or also in B2B, honestly. And then the other thing I use is I also use the uh, Keywords Everywhere plugin, which is also showing up on here. And it tells us the different, different things. And then I wanted to share the um the yoast plugin quickly i know we mentioned that earlier um so in here i go in here and i just type in what my keyword is that i'm trying to go after and then yoast tells me seo green uh, readability green and it tells me what i'm doing well or what i'm not doing well or you know like here you don't have to be perfect so that's the beauty it's not like mm -hmm. you have to be 100 percent now when you mention, so that's more like content SEO though. I mean, I don't know if that's really truly technical SEO, but what is technical SEO is the the, the page errors. Because right. if I have a page that disappears, like, I mean, you can literally just go in here and set a redirect at the bottom of the old exactly. page. Is that the way to do it? Or how would you recommend yep, it? Yep, exactly. Redirect it a hundred percent or just pull that page down. So either or, um, it really depends on if the client wants to redirect it to another page. So my recommendation is either or, but then it comes down to their, oh, well, we don't want the page. So they'll just, they can just pull it down then. Um, but I really stress yeah. doing one of the, one of those. One of those things. So why yeah. is it, so when you say, I mean, when, when you talk about nine to 22 page technical SEO audits, I mean, how can people get so much wrong? Like, why is it so difficult to, like the load times, like seriously, I haven't thought about that in years because I got a system set up where it just automatically, right? Like just smushes them down. That might mm -hmm. be the name of the tool I use even. Um, 
but but why is it so why is there so many problems because um, one of my clients had over 50 pages and so that just resulted in so many they hadn't done their website i think it was built on one of those weird custom sites and they just had not done anything to it and it was an e-commerce site so it had so many loading speed errors because they had different image sizes there was so much duplicate content it was so that's why it was so, such a long document because i outlined for each page what needed to be done so fix the duplicate content fix the four or four errors if there is any fix the title tags um we haven't talked about that but the you know h1 title tags that you see in the search bar fix your meta description um image loading time you need to fix all of that and so when that website was one that I was auditing, I always add recommendations for every single page and because they had so many pages. I had so many things to recommend that they do to fix their technical SEO. Um, and another thing I should mention also is that not just image loading times, but your website in general loading times. If it takes too long to load, people will bounce. So I would recommend looking at Google Analytics. That's a free tool everyone has. You can connect it to your website. Again, I use WordPress. It's really easy to connect. But Google will show you bounce times. And my uh, for me, the sweet spot is between 40 and 60% bounce rate. So if you're between that, you're pretty decent. Um, anything over that, that's way too high. You need to go see what pages people are bouncing off of. And then that can also, if you don't want to use Moz or Screaming Frog, because they are paid services, you can go see what pages people are bouncing off of. And then you can go see, you can drill down from there and see what's going on. Maybe you do have a huge image. Maybe you have duplicate content. That's a little more tedious and you'd have to like read your content and verify um, the speed time because you can go do that in any Google. Google really has a lot of free tools. So you can go do that in the Google Lightspeed and see what's going on with that. It won't won't be everything you need, but it'll at least tell you, okay, it is the image on this page, so I need to fix that. But Google Analytics is a great free tool to be able to drill down and see what's going on. And you really need to check your bounce rate because the higher your bounce rate, Google again is gonna think, well, you don't have the right content being served up. So if people are bouncing off your site, your website's not what it says it is. So that's also why a schema markup is really important. I explain a schema markup kind of like a book. So you have your book title, your author, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, and so on. So you f it follows a flow. So Google needs to know that schema, it follows a flow. So if your site's about technical SEO, your site, title, your page, technical SEO, and then from there, the site needs to flow about technical SEO. So having a schema markup is really, really important also for your bounce speed because Google like literally can read your site. And so if you have the right schema markup and then you have the right keywords, that should really help with your bounce rate. Because again, you really don't want over 60% bounce rate. That's, that's gonna just really ding your website um, and you really should get an expert to look at that and fix that. Uh, if you yourself can't go through Google Analytics and see what the error is. Um, it's so important to make it seamless for people to understand your website. They should not have to think at all about it. 
and your keywords need to match every single page. I mean, I want to say exactly, but as close as you can, because if they land on a page, let's say you just want to rank for this keyword. So you just put it in every page. Well, every page probably is not going to be about that keyword. Again, we don't want duplicate content, but if somebody Googles that keyword and they land on your page, but it's not about that page, they'll bounce. So it's not even in, in your best interest to want to try and rank for that keyword, right? Because it doesn't even line up with your website. And that's even more of a disservice to you than trying to actually rank for the keyword. So always, always make sure your content fits the page. That's like, if I can stress anything enough, that's really, really important because that will decrease bounce rate if it, you know, matches your page and somebody's searching and pulls that up. And then also it just shows that you're a thought leader in that industry if you can write specifically to that page, which is really important, right? So Google looks at pages as if you're thought leaders because you come up a lot. So then you'll slowly start getting your SEO rankings up for that keyword. I do think doing some paid ads is important as, long, as, well, as well with this. But at the same time, if you have a good SEO expert, you can, it, it is organic and it takes a while like anything that's not paid. I have a, about a three-month rule for starting to rank for keywords. It's a slow and tedious process, but once you start ranking and you get Google to see that you are a reputable site, you do write about what you, you do, then that will really, really help you. And I think that it is so important to not go cut corners or anything on SEO. Um, I've been doing this a long time and people will cut corners and you really need to flush out every page. And the first initial audit is it's a long time to go through everything up front. It's a lot of work, but then once you get it down, it's, it's seamless, right? And I do a lot of training as well with my clients. Some want me to implement it and then train them or train them as I'm implementing. So then they can take it from there. So I do do project-based and ongoing. It really just depends on the client, but the more the client understands, it's also really great so that they can know when they're writing content or giving it to their content creator, how it should be done. And I usually always start with about 10 keywords and expand from there. So we don't get too overloaded in the beginning. Um, so that's one of the big things that I think is important too. Yeah. I mean, it's always good to have a plan and to, to kind of roll it out in phases. Now, when you, uh, you were talking about audits, now I get yeah. emails all the time and I would call them spam emails, quite frankly, you know, people saying, Oh, we ran an audit on your website and blah, 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 and whatever. Um, like, do you, would you, I mean, you would recommend people don't pay any attention to those no, or do you, not at they're all. spam, right? I don't even know how they would run an audit on your website like that to begin with. I use yeah. paid tools to run an in-depth web, uh, website, um, audit, and I also need access to analytics and their right. website platform. So I wouldn't even know how they would do that. Um, I myself get that and I laugh, like I'm my own SEO and no, don't. Don't even pay attention to that. So what's interesting about that too, sometimes people challenge me and they say, what would you change on the website? And I, I sometimes say, I can't tell you until I look at the numbers, mm -hmm. which is really, I think it's still true. 
but there's always some things you can say, right? Like a slider doesn't do you any good. It's just internal politics. There's no other reason for sliders to exist. Somebody flexed their muscles because they wanted a slider, but nobody looks through sliders. And that's the hill I'm going to die on, quite frankly. But, um, you know, you have to look at the numbers. Now, when you talk when you talk about the tools, I mean, I use Ubersuggest, I use uh, Ahrefs, I use, yeah. uh, what else, Keywords Everywhere, Google Search Console, Google Analytics. Uh, I think those are, they, they get me a good way there. I used to use Moz. Um, you know, there's other tools out there that you can use. Yeah. Um, what, how should people pick? what tools they should they should use and, and what's your recommendation when it comes to doing that? Um, I also did want to add on to, uh, there's another tool called Ask the Public so that it aggregates what people are asking for based off of your keywords. So only use, again, two to three keywords and then it suggests what people are asking and you can write content around that and you might find some other keywords. So I think that's also good. Now regarding choosing tools, I mean... A lot of them are apples to apples, right? It's really what you like and you find easy to use. Uh, I used to use SEMrush. I personally found the platform to be very not user-friendly. Uh, I've been using Moz. Uh, I'm in the Seattle area, and it's a Seattle-based company, and most of my uh, most of the companies I work for use it, so I've just gotten used to the interface, and I really like it. I think what's the best thing to do, though, is a free trial. Usually a lot of them offer a week to 14 days to a month free trial. And I would run a site in every single one of them and see which one you think works well for you, gives you all the data you need, because it really is every marketing SEO person's preference. Some love Moz, some hate Moz, some love SEMrush, some hate it. I mean, there's so many tools out there to use. So I personally, like with Screaming Frog, I hadn't heard of it until, I don't know, five or so years ago. And I just did a free trial and loved it. So really, I recommend doing the trials. Uh, and I think that's also what these tools probably know you're going to do, trials, so you can see how things are running. So, And then also asking as experts, right? I found out about Screaming Frog through another expert, and I wanted to try it. And I did, and I liked it. So I think, you know, just asking people that are in the industry and then also doing free trials, I think is really great um, to do. And I think the one thing to always keep in mind is I don't think there's any technology tool out there that is perfect, but no. yes. once, once you start jumping in, you kind of figure out what you like and what you don't like. I'll give you an example. We are live streaming with Restream. And I really like how easy it is to move things around, to share my screen, to do this, to do another thing, you know. And um, and I also use Switcher Studio for a different use case, you know. And and same thing what I showed you guys earlier with Keywords Everywhere. I love Keywords Everywhere because it's right there. It's right in my Chrome. Mm -hmm. In fact, there are some days where, where I think it's actually Uber Suggest that asked me, Christoph. Um, are you sure all these searches are for keyword research? Should we turn off the plugin for the day? Or are you just doing, you know, mm -hmm. common searches to, you know, see where you want to eat lunch? Even yeah. though the answer, <laughs> that is, the answer to that is in my fridge because who leaves their home anymore? Not me. Um, so how do you determine what tools you like? Like, do you have any kind of specific, um, I mean, I always look for easy use. I mean, if it's super complicated, 
you know, minimize the click, I guess. That's always my first rule. Uh, exactly. And I think that's with websites in general, too, why you need to optimize well. Um, I'll go back to Moz. What I really like about it is I can run one crawl error and it gives me all the issues, broken meta tags, broken title tags, broken, you know, 404 errors. And then from there, I can click exactly to that page to fix it. So that's I think it's so seamless. That's what I love about it. Um, so again, it, it is really to the person's preference, but as easy to use as possible because you, this is already like a long process to do an audit. So you want to make your life as easy as possible and not have to go search for that page. So I just love from Moz that I can click it and fix it. And also that I can share the URL too with my client in case that they want to look at the 404 page and figure out if they need to redirect it, write more content, take it down, what have you. So it's super easy from there as well. And that's why I love um, Moz. Things are becoming easier and easier. And, you know, some things just there are best practices out there and what you should be doing. So just just follow them. And you know what? I'm the first to admit, I love trying new things. I, I love doing, you know, live streaming and podcasting. And, you know, podcasting now, by the way, also ranks for SEO. So that's another reason. Yes, why I have a consider. podcast client. I Go ahead. Tell me about it. Yeah, so it, it's a haunted history podcast. And so what I've done is another thing I should say is navigation is a big thing for technical SEO too. So make sure your navigation are keywords you really want to rank for because actually Google reads your navigation as keywords and puts that in at a higher ranking factor than something that's in your footer. So uh, I have been helping them with their content building out their content. I want them to be the leader and expert in haunted history. Um, so I've helped them with their navigation, how they lay out their blog, even their videos. I've helped optimize their videos. Um, they had a really, really, really slow pay, uh, website. And it was because their images were so huge. It was like the whole entire bottom um, as long as the footer. And so we condensed those to help with the bounce because they were in the 90 percentile for bounce rate. So we had to reduce that. And they are a client that is awesome because they are learning SEO as I'm teaching it to them. So they are writing their content with SEO in mind as I still go in and review it. But it's been amazing because they're understanding it um, to be able to implement it themselves. And so we've been really working on their blog page. And then we've created, I've created a new page for them that's called for haunted locations. So I've found the most haunted location in each state. And they have now lists out for that. And then also what's really good is outbound linking. So we're outbound linking to those websites um, to help also with your SEO. Um, and I should mention too, to make sure. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to make sure that you have an optimized XML sitemap. That's really important as well. Technology matters. Setting it up correctly matters. Um, I hope you learned something today. I certainly did. Stephanie, really appreciate you sharing your insights and your knowledge. We we'll always get to these 27, 28 minutes in no time. Time flies when you have fun. Really appreciate you making the time today. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Had fun coming on. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. 
please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time. Hello. Hi. Are you still there? I have a special offer for you. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. My going live book is now available on Amazon.com. And if you're in the United States, I'm happy to send you a signed copy, which you can order at paypal.me forward slash C-T-R-A-P-P-E, C-T-R-A-P-P-E forward slash 12. Thanks for your interest. If you're not in the United States, I can't send you a signed copy, but of course you can order on Amazon.com.